Hi, everybody. We are Matt and Kevin, and welcome to Season 2 of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can also find us on social media at Believe in OWL and Believe.com. This week, we cover everything that went down during the Countdown Cup, a new experimental mode, and nominations for the league's most valuable player. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to week 27 of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast. We are coming to the very end of this season, so hooray! We the Overwatch League made it. <laughs> it's like it's looked rough for a little bit, but the league made it to the end. Yeah, I'm really surprised that like, you know, Overwatch League was able to make this pivot and in, in U-turn in order to actually make something work even during this uh whole pandemic. Nobody could have planned for it, so um I'm glad that we at least finished the season and it's not just like a blank slate. Yeah. And now, like, esports is, again, pretty much the only sport that's really been unaffected by coronavirus because no one has to be in contact with each other except for the team. So, like, uh, I think baseball's had a couple scares. Basketball's had a few scares of people actually getting it. Um, I know all of college sports has been shut down for fall of 2020. So uh, esports has managed to get relatively unscathed by the corona. Yeah, and... This is actually, you know, still one of the best times to get into esports. Once again, if you have an esports program at your school, make sure that you are participating in tournaments, especially now. Um, it's honestly the best way to get your name out there. Um, either, either if you're a club or if you're already uh, an established program, just, you know, get your name out there. It's going to help you out in the long run. For sure. Uh, and if, if there's monetary tournaments or like any kind of, uh, accolades you can get like use those to leverage your school it's like hey we're winning money from this we're getting awards from this we're getting recognition like give us give us a bone school come on we can help you get some more attention yeah like on like right now even um my school is signed up for the ucla esports summer invitational um we weren't invited or we didn't get in time for the overwatch one but we did get in for the Valorant one, and we are short players, so Chris uh, Truly is actually going to be playing for the team. Ooh, nice. When was the last time you competed? Ooh, last time I've competed. Oh, wow, that's... That I've actually played on an esports like level like tournament was probably back... Well, definitely pre-Rona. Um, mm-hmm. But... I would say like March of 2019, I think, was the last time I actually played on a team uh-huh. uh, where we actually had to like train and caliber and all that stuff. So it's the first time that like I have to get back in the groove, which um, it's kind of exciting for me because like I'm old and I get to hang out with the youngins. But <laughs> at the same time, the kids are, like, are all excited about get hit yeah. with the lingo. Yeah, it, it's kind of funny, too, because like. You would expect that, you know, for Valorant, you would expect that it's a new game. There's a lot of people who are involved who want to, like, take a shot at it. We put out, like, tryouts and, like, tried to get people invited and play a lot. And then, like, nobody showed up. So they're like, hey, Kevin, you you, you still play? You, you play for it now? And I'm like, yeah, I play a little bit. And they're like, you want to play for the school? I'm like, uh, <laughs> all right, I guess. So Yeah. They brought me in. So it's going to be really interesting to see how it all plays out. Um, we haven't 
practice yet. And I think our first practice is Wednesday. And the tournament starts this weekend. So it's kind of like, uh, all right, we're kind of just getting in there and hoping that we don't get completely rolled in the first day. What's it going to be like for you getting back into the the mindset of playing competitively with a team? Um, the, the first thing is definitely communication, just being able to talk with the team and figure out like what we need. Um, another thing that a lot of players don't take into account, I would say, is physical health. Um, the more in shape you are or like the more like clear minded you are when you're playing your game, the better you are at performing. So back when I was on the esports team, I was on a very strict diet. I like worked out like five days a week. Uh, I was like lifting weights. I was running. Um, so now that we're in Rona, I'm trying to get back into it. So I got back on my diet. Um, I'm, I just got off the treadmill before we got, we got on this podcast. Um, and yeah, I have to pick up boxing at home again. So it's just like I'm trying to get my mind back into the right headspace so I can uh-huh. perform and play um, at that level. But yeah, it's just a lot of like routine things. If you start like feeling better about yourself or like I know that like I know Usain Bolt even said like, you know, he eats like 20 McNuggets before he starts. And you would think that that's like really bad for your diet. But like, you know, it's a routine that works for him. So he's uh-huh doing it um and yeah for for me it's like i have to be like literally sweating right before the match and then i take a shower and then i'm like ready to go so um that that's why it was super weird like when at least when i was on the overwatch team they'd be like kevin what are you doing and i would like i'd be like yo i have to take a lap i have to i have to run a lap around the block i'll be back in time for the match and they're like why and i'm like it's just it's something that i gotta do so i i would run i would run a block and then I come back and then I'd be like almost like sweating and I'd have my like headband on and they're just like, all right, you're out of breath. But I'm like, I'm ready to go. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> so like we would make really good plays that way, too, because like I'm just I don't have to worry about anything else at that moment. So it's, you know, special routines and just getting used to a team and, you know, knowing how to play the game with a unit is definitely harder than playing by yourself. Um, and not having that coordination. So if you're looking to actually get into a team or even just like make a team with your friends, um, you could always watch, you know, hire, hiring gameplay, try to figure out like what they're doing that you could implement. Um, you can, you know, study your opponents. Um, I know that we have San Diego State first round. So um, they're, a really, they're a really strong team. I really appreciate that we get them first. But honestly, like, I think, I think we're going to lose that. Uh, <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Oof. Honestly, like, I'm just fine taking, like, a fight with them. Like, I, they're really good friends of ours. I really don't mind, and I, I really, like, I, I just want to see them perform. And, you know, I was lucky enough to cast another one, another collegiate esports match um, with this kind of group. And it was really interesting to see, like, you know, like, UC Irvine and UCLA are usually at the top. But um, you see, like, Oregon was up there. Um I would also like to give a shout out for this one, the UCLA Esports Summer Invitational, by the way, if you want to watch it, UCLA's Esports Channel. Um, shout out to the casters for this, by the way. It's like Lemon Kiwi, um, Leg Day, like Door. People from the Overwatch League contenders are actually casting this match. So I'm really excited that they're, you know, taking a shot um, 
at something else if they wanted, but it's also cool to have that kind of caliber of talent on, you know, the broadcast. So uh, it's going to be really cool to see them. What are the stakes in this tournament? Like, what oh, are you playing for? Or what are we playing for? I think there's a, I think there's a prize pool. Uh, let me check. Uh, I'm really, oh, okay. Um, so this is actually partnered with Evil Geniuses and Razor. So we'll be getting uh, $250 per person in scholarships and peripherals. Ooh, uh, that's nice. So for the most part, it's actually going to be like building your esports like center, um, which is really nice. Um, if if we win, which I I highly doubt, but you know, as long as I take my shot, I'm fine. Um, especially since this group is kind of just thrown together. We everybody who's on this team was on the old Overwatch team, so it's kind of fun to have like literally generations of Overwatch teams. Uh, all come together to play. Uh-huh. Uh, Getting the game but, back together. Yeah, it, but it's like it's like if you had a team with like grandpa and uncle, like you know your you your nephew and like another kid, and you're just like, okay, guys, here we go, we're gonna roll up, and it's just like, uh, yeah, that that's just how it is. It's kind of it's exciting in a way where you get to see everything that like we're all from different schools of thought. But at the same time, like we all have that same drive and competitive spirit. So I'm really glad that, you know, we, we all know what it takes to become winners. Um, and we're just ready to, you know, take on the challenge. So you're the expendables version of the, the esports world. Yes, essentially. We're, we're just a bunch of uh, old creaking men um, and like the youngins. And we're just <laughs> brought into this match to... <laughs> hopefully make this work so nice it's gonna be really interesting to see how we perform well best of luck good good luck with the training and the uh the match against ucsd yeah that's gonna be very very interesting and i honestly i wish them good luck um our team is not nutty but like i think we have a solid core it's just a matter of getting us all together and willing to play so yeah uh We'll see how all that works together, and we'll see definitely this this weekend. Okay, so moving into uh, some Overwatch stuff. The the Summer Games dropped last week. Uh, the first week of uh, winnings and stuff ended today, so if you didn't get your Tracer skin, uh, I'm sorry. We had a week. Like I, I almost missed the deadline. I was like super, super busy this week. Um, my mom sprung some appointments on us that we we did not know of until the day of. She's like, oh yeah, I, I signed you up to do this. And it's like, uh, you didn't tell me. So now I can't go do my work that I had to do. But anyway, that was over. Um, and so for the fifth year in a row, or not fifth year, the fourth year. Yeah, the fourth year in a row, we have Lucio Ball. Um and they gave us extra Lucio Ball with the Lucio Ball remix. Um, I have thoughts, Kevin. What okay. are your thoughts uh, before I share my thoughts? Um, I, I, I have a way of drawing a parallel to it, but I have to bring in an external game, so I want to hear your thoughts first. Okay. Um, so my thoughts are that uh, I didn't think it was possible to hate Lucio Ball more than I already did, and then they found a way to make me hate Lucio Ball already more than i already did like who who thought that putting more balls in the game 
would somehow be better. Like, I guess it's better in that it ends so much faster. So I don't have to be playing Lucio Ball for three full minutes. It ends within like the first minute because I guess the score. Is there even a score cap? Like it, it ends in such weird spots for me. Like one round ended at like 10 points. Another round ended at 14 points. Another round ended at 19 points, I think, or something like that. Like I, I don't even understand this mode at all. It's just, yeah. it's, I can't, it's, I don't even have words for how dumb it is. Like, there's too many balls. You can't defend anything. Like, if one team gets rolling, then it's, like, pretty much over for you. It's poorly made. It's, it's, I guess on paper, it sounded kind of wacky and zany. But also, you could have done something else. Yeah, I, I totally agree with doing something else still. Like, there was so many more options in the workshop that you could have picked from. Um, and even if it's not polished, like, 100%, like, Torball is super wonky. But at least it would have been, like, fun to do. It's not Lucio Ball. It would have been um, a different conversation than the same one we've been having for the past four years. Exactly. Um, the one parallel that I wanted to draw to is if uh, if you've been on Twitch recently... Fall guys have kind of taken over. Um, it, it's literally a party. It's like Mario Party, but a battle royale. Um, I think it's free for PlayStation right now. Yes, it is. It is free for PlayStation. So if you if you want to take a shot at it, go and grab it. Um, I paid twenty dollars on PC. Um, just because my friends are all on PC, so I had to do that. Um, Plus, you can stream it, so it's worth it for you. Yeah. Um. There is a mode in there called Fall Ball, and it's essentially Lucio Ball Remix. But instead of being able to wall ride and boop stuff, you're a little stumbling, like, jelly bean-looking dude, and you just gotta, like, dive and push the ball. Um, it, it's equally as bad as Lucio Ball Remix, except, okay, Lucio has, like, set controls. Like, you know how to move Lucio if you know how to move Lucio, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in fall, fall ball, you just kind of fall on things and you like knock things in the air. It's it's super random, um, but I it it's the same deal. It's like there's two balls. Sometimes balls cost more. Uh, sometimes there's an egg. Sometimes there's a football. Because who cares? Um, it's just things just happen. Um, and yeah, I, Lucio Ball Remix is just more chaotic than even regular lucio ball um yeah and that's all it really is like they they really needed to add something else definitely summer games-esque um but yeah i don't i don't know why lucio ball is like the default default answer here um i really do wish that there was another summer games game um like the way how we have different events for you know the anniversary event we had like storm rising and you know like um, i bet you it takes so much more resources and effort and time to make all of the the um the pve modes we had and like i love them so much they're so great uh with the exception of junkenstein which really needs to be updated but that it's still so much more fun to play than lucio ball like i don't feel i feel like the first year we got lucio ball that was cool because no one really expected it and Rocket League was still like pretty big. So it's like, oh my God, they put Rocket League in Overwatch. That's cool. But the more you think about it, it's like Overwatch is not meant to do uh, Rocket League. So it just it just feels really, really bad to play it. Like 
half the time when I'm trying to block or when I'm trying to jump, like it doesn't work. Like I either jump too high or I press the uh, the boop button and it just boops it back into my own goal, which I don't understand. And then I was reading some commentary online and then someone had the, uh, in some article, had the audacity to write the fan favorite mode Lucio Ball. Um, yeah. What? Wh- which fan says that it's their favorite? <laughs> which single fan did you ask that liked Lucio Ball? I would like to have a word with them. <laughs> oh my God. Like, even capture the flag, which I like, I never play is so much more fun than Lucio ball because I mean, at least in that mode, there's like some strategy you can do. And in Lucio ball is just hit ball. Hope it goes where you want it to go. Yeah. Like not, not bashing obviously on rocket league. Rocket league has a lot of intricacies. Rocket league was built like, when it to comes do this. to it. Yeah. This was like rocket, rocket league was, was for. Yeah. Rocket league was built to do this game. Overwatch is not made for this uh, period. But I really wish that there, you know, once again, I wish there was more games, like more summer game with an S. Um, I, I would love to, you know, I w- I've been pitching, you know, Diva Volleyball or even, um, I mean, there, there was Diva Sky Racing, which was like one of my favorite things to do in like a custom mode. Um, I would say Doomfist Volleyball or even Doomfist Sumo is another match that you can do. Um, especially now that you gave them the karate skin, like it's, it's just like right there. You just put them together. Um, but yeah, it's honestly just a really like disappointing thing that every year that we get the same game, we don't have any form of, you know, rehashing. I guess the only other thing that like we really have to look forward to is like the skins, but I mean, the skins are fantastic. I really like the skins. Yeah. The skins are great, but the event itself is not great this year for skins like the Arisa one's kind of like eh but I mean it's better than some of the other skins that we've seen yeah for sure I was thinking like since since Lucia Ball is just a ripoff of Rocket League what if the summer games like was just a way for Overwatch to put other games into Overwatch each year so that like we're not stuck with crappy Lucia Ball each year we could have I mean, crappy Rocket League, you could have crappy Rocket League, then crappy, like, racing game with Diva Racing or Tracer Racing or mm-hmm. or something like that. Like, you you take a popular game and then just riff it into Overwatch. Then we have Summer Games, and it keeps the whole um, motif of this is what this game would look like in Overwatch. Yeah, it that, that would be a lot of fun. I would, you know, I'm still in favor of uh, Hammond Racing. Uh just imagine on a on a payload map just dude marble racing, marble with racing. Hammonds. yes we had the yeah. same thought you just That'd have to so either scale hammonds up or down i guess uh and then you just have to like let them roll like that's the that's whole like it's game it's all based on your first swing exactly it's not like it's not skill based it's just like you go and it's you physics. and you pray it's it's yeah. exactly like marble racing it's just based on the physics of everything the things we could have like that's like you don't even have to like really make a game for that you just have to like make the tracks and then just have everybody swing at the very beginning and just let your in uh in world gravity or physics system do the rest yeah and honestly like that's giving us something that we wouldn't have had in literally the last four years um i just hope that i i understand that they're working on overwatch 2 or whatever but like 
give us something to keep us in Overwatch right now. Yeah. Um, like giving us the same game, but with more balls doesn't make it better. So speaking of uh, Overwatch 2 um, and, and how it's kind of linked to us having the same uh, Lucia Ball stuff over and over again, um, we're not the only ones who really have that complaint. Uh, Seagull, if y'all remember him, uh, he recently, I think it was in his stream, talked about how he's really disappointed in the Blizzard development team about how silent they're being about Overwatch 2. Um, I'm reading a Dexero coverage over it. Um, but essentially what Siegel's talking, saying is like, um, and this is one of his quotes, how is acceptable as a live service game to be in our fifth summer of Lucio Ball in a row? How is that acceptable? How is it acceptable that we repeat the same seasonal events and our game has almost no content compared to any other game? Um, and this was a, what was it? It was a podcast on August 8th. So three days ago, this is what he was talking about. Um, but he, he drew comparisons to like Valorant, which now it's like it it came out fairly recently it came out pretty much being announced and then coming out within like a, a year's period of time and they already have like a new hero every two months battle pass seasons etc um where overwatch is just playing everything very very close to the chest um we pretty much have nothing to look forward to until overwatch 2 comes out and they're not telling us anything that could really uh make us look forward to it. Like it's been a year since Overwatch 2 has been announced and there's really been no updates on what the content is. Yeah, I do agree with what Siegel is saying 100%. Coming from both like both esports worlds here, um it is really difficult for me as a player to keep going back to Overwatch when there's no massive incentive to keep returning. Um like the best way how I could describe it is Valorant has like, you know, once again, he mentioned battle passes uh, and skins and stuff like that. And battle passes is like based off experience, which we do get experience. We get levels and stuff like that. But what do we get at the end of that? We just get we got a box, right? And that's it. A box full of dupes. So, uh, yeah, a box full of dupes and coins. And that's it. So the the best way, at least what Valorant did, is that they made your experiences count. They made your experience uh-huh. points count towards something bigger, um, whether it be like you know new skins for certain things, whether it's you know sprays or cosmetics. Um, they they say you know what, ten dollars here's a battle pass, work on it. If you want more stuff in it, you can pay a little bit more. But honestly, like. It gives me a reason to keep coming back and doing the like doing the daily missions and all that. Um, I would say, let's just say, if Overwatch Two implements a battle pass system, um, will that keep players coming back for more? Yes, definitely. Um, I would just say, like, the only thing is they need to announce that that's going to be a feature, um, and. You know, Overwatch is kind of the same thing that it's been since the beginning. There's not a lot of changes. And there needs to be more incentives to keep players playing. Besides, like, oh, your friends are here. Okay, your SR is going to decay. Because, like, some people don't care about SR. Um, And other people just might just want the seasonal skins. And that's literally the only way how they're getting people back is by saying, you know what, we have seasonal events here play for two weeks and then we'll see you in like a month 
I think my biggest issue is that they're just not telling us, like Seagull said, they're not telling us anything. They're not offering any updates as to what's going on. The last we heard is that, yeah, we have a slight delay on the on the rollout schedule of Overwatch 2, but it's not going to be a significant delay. Like, it's still going to come out relatively the same time. But what what does that even mean? Like, what, what are you working on right now that's being delayed? Like, what do things look like? What do our PVEs look like? What is going on, Blizzard? Like, we barely have any content right now. Like, again, how many years of Lucio Ball have we had? And your best idea is put more balls in. Like, I'll, this is killing the player base faster than Valorant ever could. It's just your own inaction and your own um, unwillingness to be transparent and give us information. is That's what's killing your game. Yeah, and I think that's exactly what, you know, Riot was making sure that they don't fall into. They're willing to tell us, like, hey, you know what? We did we did mess up here. We're going to... We're gonna work on that. Or um, they literally released a new character like earlier this week, and they're saying, you know what, she's kind of busted right now, so we we're not gonna allow her in tournament play. Okay, so we're just all kind of getting used to everything, and that's kind of fine. That's fine with what Overwatch does. Like we get like a week off before we can actually play the character in competitive. But like they didn't realize like if they if they did that with Brig. And then they realize, oh no, we're doing something completely like terrible with Brig. Maybe we should scale her back. Um, and they were more proactive with it. Then maybe we wouldn't have lost everybody during the goats meta. You know, <laughs> maybe maybe we could have kept a little more. We could have kept more people in. Maybe we didn't have to go to roll lock, right? Like certain things like that. Um, but yeah, it's really interesting. To know that you know blizzard has a very has a tendency of doing this um it's not perfect till it's polished and like a hundred percent so like they tend to keep things under wraps for a long time and then when they release it it's like you know it's a beautiful game where like it's something brand new but at the moment saying, oh, yeah, we're working on the second iteration of a game you guys all like, but we're not going to tell you anything about it until, you know, November or whatever, whenever your BlizzCon is. Um, it's really just shut, like shutting down your player base. Like you have what we're going to assume that the the league is going to, you know, probably end their season. Usually they end their season around the end of September, right? Um, if we were still yeah. going on the same original like scale, right? So then you would have a month off until the World Cup, which is the beginning of November. Um, and then that leads into BlizzCon. But obviously with COVID and how everything else is going, BlizzCon is probably not going to be in person. So it's going to be really interesting to to think about like not everybody who likes Overwatch is following the league as well. Um, right. Lucky for everybody who's listening, they are. But for majority of the player base they're playing for like just to hang out with their friends or do stuff that way um when it comes down to this you are literally leaving a three-month gap of after after this event i think we only have what halloween event yeah that's, that's pretty much it that's it so we have halloween a halloween and event or yeah winter so game, or winter event yeah, we had the winter, whatever. Yeah, so 
how it will work is be, literally September is going to be dead. Like we're not going to have anything coming out in September unless they do a Sigma thing and they release a new character, right? But we heard that you know Echo was going to be the last one before Overwatch Two. Um, so if they do give us another character like Maga, I know we haven't talked about him. Like there's a whole bunch of just like different potential characters that haven't been introduced in the game. Um, if they drop something like that in September, maybe it could keep the keep the player base together. But honestly, keeping everything under wraps until you announce Overwatch Two or what it was or what it is um, is really just hurting your player base, your main player base. Um, I know, especially people like Siegel and a a lot of content creators. Like even even if I don't want to like specifically mention him like xqc is still into overwatch and a whole bunch of like really big creators are into overwatch um it's the fact that it's completely like dropped almost off the map with not a lot of updates um means that it's not going to be in circulation of talks and people aren't going to be talking about oh well overwatch 2 is coming but yeah what does that mean right um i mean we got preview of what Overwatch 2 looked like at last year's BlizzCon with their PvE mode. So, what does that mean for Overwatch later down the line? Like, yes, we get push mode. Yes, we get Toronto. Yes, we get X, Y, and Z. But, like, we're not hyped for that. There, we don't know anything about all this. about it. Like, everybody who wasn't following the news completely forgot that, you know, oh, wait, there's a completely different mode like that we're experimenting with. And I'm like, yeah, we don't care until we can actually play it. Um, so Overwatch 2, if it does come out in November, or even if we get like an announcement trailer in November, right? It, it's got to be like the most insane thing. And you can't just be like, oh, well, we'll just throw a cinematic together. We'll slap Overwatch 2 on it. Uh, we'll put Genji in a hoodie, I guess, <laughs> and call it a day. Like, it has to be something that shows us what's new and what's coming to this yeah we we have to be excited enough to want to come back um you have to consider that you you've lost your player base due to your own lack of action so when overwatch 2 comes out you have to take action or else nobody's gonna care yeah like there was so much to talk about when it first came out and there were so many things that we wanted to know. Like, had you, if you, had you just kind of like parceled out that information over the rest of like the time in between the announcement and the release, like we would have been happy. We could, we would have been talking about stuff still. Like, the delay still would have sucked. Like, the wait would have been annoying, and you still probably would have lost people in between. But the loyal player base would have been happy. What do you, th- any chance that you think like we'll, we'll actually see anything before they're pretty much ready to release the game or is it just going to be radio silence until they're, they're ready to release it? I, I honestly think they're going to be radio silent until we get the actual time. And I know it's going to piss off a lot of people, um, but that's the way how Blizzard works. Like they'll be completely silent until they tell you that something is happening um and like they honestly want to get everybody back into it um but they'll do it when everything is perfect um 
it's just the Blizzard way. I, I forgot what it what the official like thing for it was. It was like um, it's not Blizzard soon tm. Uh, <laughs> like we make that joke all the time. Like in my own friend group, we're like, hey, uh, how are, are you guys ready? And they'll be like, oh, soon. And I'm like, yo, like literally soon or like Blizzard soon. And they're like soon.tm and I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll give you another half hour. Like, like it's like doing it's, things on Asian time. Yeah, exactly. Like you just don't know when it's gonna happen. But like when it is released, it is pretty. It is yeah. done well. So I hope that that is what they're working on. Like something with Overwatch 2 better blow us out of the water if you're gonna be this quiet about it. Um you know that yeah. they're, you're going to have a lot of people who are looking forward to this. There's a lot of players who have fallen out of Overwatch who are looking to get back into it. Um, Overwatch 2 has just got to be something amazing. It's got to bring everybody back, uh, whether it's graphics, gameplay-wise, or, you know, it's got to be literally all of them. Yeah, there has to be... literally dump everything you have to, like, wow us, because we yeah. are kind of disenchanted at this point. Yeah, we're we're all sitting here just believing that you know Overwatch Two will fix all of our problems, but we have to see if we can even make it to that point. You know. Mm-hmm. And also to to everybody who doesn't understand the reference to Asian time, um, so say you're you're somewhere with your parents, right? And they say, "Hey, can we go now?" I was like, "Yeah, sure." Five minutes. An hour later that's when they start to think about leaving like another half hour they're walking towards the door and then like 10 minutes after that they're finally leaving and it's like straight home no pit stops like even if you're like hungry after that extra like two hours of waiting it's like hey can we stop and get food no we're going home now so that's what asian time is we say we want to eat at a certain time and then we won't start ordering until like an hour later and then the place closes and then you're like well, okay, I guess we got to eat somewhere else now. So it's, it's it's those things. It's just like we want we we, we just want to, we just want to eat. It's that perpetual delay and the lack of of food that we want. So you eat the food at home. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's move into the new experimental patch that came out. Um we talked about it a little bit ago how Blizzard was saying yeah, we really want to move away from the double shield meta, so expect some uh, some changes to see what's coming. So they released a new experimental patch to uh, to show us what a an anti shield meta would kind of look like. Um, I haven't played this mode, and I'm kind of happy that I didn't. Um, it it just doesn't look fun for me because I play Sigma a lot, and like I said, they're probably gonna hit Siggy, and they hit my boy. Um, so here's what the changes are. Um, base health for Brig was lowered from 200 to 150. Her total healing from Inspire decreased from 130 to 90, and the healing is reduced from 21 to 15 per second. Her self-healing is no longer reduced by half. Um, for Arisa, her base armor is reduced from 250 to 200. The radius for her halt is reduced from 7 meters to 4 meters, and her projectiles are now a little bit faster. They went from 20 to 30. For Farah, um, her hover jet movement speed was increased by 20. The regeneration rate for her fuel, though, was reduced from 50 to 35. 
and her barrage duration was reduced from 3 to 2.5. Uh, Roadhog, his scrap gun ammo was reduced from 6 to 5. The damage per projectile was increased from 6 to 7. And the recovery was increased from 0.7 to 0.85. Sigma, they reduced his experimental barrier health from 900 to 700. The regeneration rate was reduced from 120 to 80 per second. Um, and the cooldown for his kinetic grasp was increased from 10 to 12 seconds. Symmetra, her photon projector, primary fire. Uh, the delay before losing charge is increased from 2 to 4 seconds. And her teleporter is reduced from 12 to 10. So they're pushing Sim really hard. Um, and Zen's orb of destruction, his secondary fire. So when he charges up and shoots them all at once, the charge rate is increased 15%. From 0.6 down to 0.52 seconds per orb. So that's, I guess, a little bit of a buff. And the rate of fire is increased from 8.5 to 9 shots per second. I don't like this, Kevin. I really uh, don't. Like, why, why'd you got to touch Farah? Like, she's barely played as is. I actually feel like the Farah changes might actually be more helpful for her mobility. Um, it doesn't do a lot to her damage, which is nice. So she can still output... A lot of damage i do understand the hover jets like you move fast you move really quickly but it just takes longer to regen um it means that like fars have to play uh smart with their fuel they can't just like burn it all and move like zip around they just have to wait it out more likely relying on um like landing and staying on a high ground place um before actually making their decision um the barrage duration i think actually even though you're not necessarily doing more damage um during that duration it makes it so that far can escape uh yeah. usually when you hit barrage you're dead right like you you use barrage you die like mm. you you deal out the damage and then you get like insta focus um so this 0.25 seconds might actually allow her to get out which is helpful but at the same time like just imagine if they just increased the amount of damage of Barrage and only made it like 1.5 seconds. Then she would have been able to like get in and out as quickly as she can. But, you know, Farah is in like a weird spot where if she is super buffed, it could be a Doomfist problem where she's just like always picked and slapping everybody in the face. Um, uh. Or she can be, you know, relatively balanced where there are counters and whatnot. Um, but I can, I can see Farah... And actually a really solid place with this patch. Um, I say tanks are getting slapped in the face here. Like there's there's a, not a lot that we can do. Uh, I do understand that they want to experiment what it would look like. We were shifting away from a barrier heavy meta. Uh, did nothing to Reinhardt. Yeah, so, no, no, they didn't touch Ryan. They touched Sig so, though. They, they hurt Sig yeah. a lot. I'm sad. They hurt Sigma and they hurt Arissa. And there's a reason for that because... I mean, if you watch any of the Overwatch League, it's literally like every single pick. Yeah, I mean, they're the uh, keys of uh, of double shield right now. Of the, like, yeah, the Sigma shield. even more, because you can run like a Ryan Sig or an Arisa Sig. There's always a Sig. Yeah. So with these nerfs to Sigma, I guess we'll just go into it since we're on the topic of them. Um, the 9 to 7 is really big for health reduction. Um, and the regen rate is also going to hurt it just because it's like, it, it makes sense that, you know, you scale it back equal to the amount that you have reduced. So I, I think it might be the same regen rate. It's just, you know, less 
of a shield to regen. Um, which is okay. Uh, the kinetic grass cooldown is going to be a little, a little rough on Sigma. Not going to lie. Um, but this the what they're saying here is if you look at the tank lines that they did hit, they hit Roadhog. Um, they made it a little bit slower for him. They made Arissa's halt less effective, and they gave her less HP. Um, and Sigma has you know less of a barrier and less HP to really play with. It just means if you saw anything that happened this weekend, Dive is going to live. Dive is going to be the next big thing. They're shifting back towards a Dive meta. And with this, if this experimental patch goes in, just expect people to run Dive. Like, you're going to see Winston. You're going to see Winston. You're going to see Hammond. You're going to see D.Va. Like, Zarya's probably too. Like, yeah, and Zarya, like Zarya for the safe bubble. You can see Zarya Ryan if you're still doing 2 2 2. Like, that's still a solid death ball. Um, you're gonna have a hard time getting through that. Um and yeah, that's gonna be the way how it plays out, just because Halt is gonna be less effective. That seven to four, you literally have to be like touching them to to pull them in. Um I do understand, like, oh yeah, the projectile speed increase means that you get to place it where you need to faster, but at the same time, like the amount of radius is gonna make it very difficult to pull people off of cliffs. And it's also going to be hard to pull them up over a barrier. You need to be um, super accurate with that. Like, they, they, you're not going to be able yeah. to pull them up, but like, if you want to pull them off cliffs or position them, you have to be like deadly aim with that. Exactly. So, Arissa is kind of in a weird spot if this goes through. Um, and yeah, I, the sim changes aren't necessary. I mean, he's going to be buff without you're saying oh well we're gonna anti-shield right so this we'll is... just buff the one thing that like destroys shields really well i mean they're doing that with both the zen and sim they really want to get that shield break in there but like sim already like she reaches charge faster when she's hitting shield she burns through them and she like re regains her ammo when she burns a shield like what more do you need on sim yeah like that and don't forget, her ult is literally the biggest shield in the game. Like, she, she's like, I break shield so I can make bigger shield. Like, that's her whole, that's her whole gimmick. Um, and the fact that you're buffing her is just saying like, okay, if you want to run a barrier, you're gonna get, you're gonna get completely destroyed. Sim is um, like the Walmart of shields. Oh my god! Exactly. <laughs> she destroys um, the small ones and then just makes the giant, massive, oppressive one exactly um but yeah i feel like this is just an invitation for diva uh for diva wrecking ball comps to potentially come in because like all these are like oh well you know anti-shield like we don't we don't need shields and then you're just like well all right we play off of regenerate like regen shields we play off of like zarya and in wrecking ball so you don't have to worry about armor either. Like you're just getting HP whenever you don't get hit. And that's honestly a good way of playing it. Um, and I might as well touch on the brick changes since we're looking at it. Um, the no self-healing reduced by half is good for brick. It means that she could survive. The fact that it's 200 to 150 though, she's as squishy as baby diva. Or like almost as squishy. She's as squishy as Tracer. 
Like, her shield has more HP than she does. Like, we're we're at a point where Brig is almost well, almost. I mean, literally useless. Like, she can't. She can barely survive on her own. Like, yes, she gets ninety HP per second now. Which, or, my bad, she gets fifteen HP per second. So she get, she's getting a tenth of her health per second with Inspire. But, like, one fifty is a headshot from, from like a, a boosted body shot from an ash means that you're dead like yeah. there's a lot of things that can kill you and like a a fire strike through an amp matrix kills you like literally you're so squishy there's no point of having this regen like when the overwatch team wanted to kill brig they really wanted to kill brig yeah they, they were like, whoops we we know we messed up can we make her any more dumb and then they tried and then yeah, now she's literally, like, useless. And the armor pack doesn't give more HP, you know? So, yeah, that's going to be pretty difficult for Brig. Brig is going to have a very hard time surviving. Um, I do like the Zen change. I think the Zen change is going to bring him back in. Just because, yeah. like, he's got a lot of damage. He um, also has, like, no mobility. So he he still really needs a large damage buff just for survivability purposes. Yeah, for survivability, but also... In the fact that Zenyatta is or was essential for dive comps, like mm-hmm. a, a long time ago, just because like you would throw Discord orb on somebody, tell your entire team who it's on, and they just collapse on them in a matter Plus. of seconds. Plus, it's, you have that that escape with the uh, the trans. Yeah, and you have you have transfer escape if you need it, but also like because you're running a team that has high mobility. Um, with Zenyatta there, if Zen gets Dovon, for example, like he could call for help. He can he can just be like, "Hey, I need help," and the tanks will rotate back in time. Um, or it just goes back to the way how old Dive was, which was I discord somebody, they discord somebody, everybody throws their bodies at the other people. Whoever's supports Dive first loses. Like that's really how it was back then. Um, but yeah, this whole like change to the experimental card once again it is very anti shield um very anti double shield but this just opens the door up for dive dive yeah. is gonna come back because of this and if dive comes back sims not have a lot of play but like everybody from my era the boomer era of overwatch are rejoicing that we get to see Tracer, you get to see Tracer G Winston Diva with Zen and Lucio as your backline, uh, once again. And don't don't say I didn't know about it before it happened. But if this experimental card goes through, uh, expect Jonak to be back in the discussion. Did Jonak ever leave the discussion? I don't think he I, actually did. We I don't think he kept left. talking about him. He's just like not in there as often. Yeah, but. He can be. If Zen comes back, you know he's going to be fragging out on it. Mm-hmm. I guess as for the Farah changes, like I, I don't like them because I like to play like a very consistent, just pumping in the damage and uh, zoning for Farah. Um, but I guess the way she has, if this goes live, the way you'll have to play her is just more of a 
a burst damage kind of thing. Like you, you pop in there, get some damage really quickly, then run away as fast as you can, get the uh, get the fuel back, and then just do the same thing over and over again. Um, so if I ever play, if I ever go back to the DPS role, I'm gonna have to relearn how to play her. I'm just really sad for Sigma because right now he's my main. Um, and if this goes through, like pretty much you pop your head in there, you're dead. There, there's no survivability for him anymore. Yeah, it, it's just very scary and very difficult for, you know, teams to just survive. Um, I just hope that this, if anything, it is going to lean more towards dive. And I hope that if the, if this happens, um, the, it's going to get weird for sure. But people who loved dive are going to be very happy about this. And people who are okay with like barrier and death ball comps are also going to be okay. It's just weaning us away from the double, double barrier halt meta. Well, Goodbye, double barrier meta. It was, eh, it was okay when you were here. Uh, I think dive is still everyone's favorite just because of how explosive it was. Um, I mean, I love yeah. dive just because like there was, at least in my day, like when I played, it was just like find somebody, slap him in the face, run away. Like that is the way how you would play every single game, and it was hyper aggressive. It was like active there was stuff happening all the time um and yeah i i just like that type of gameplay uh from overwatch i can i can definitely see how um you know other players might like the slower gameplay but um yeah it, it was just fun it was just a lot of stuff going on all at the same time all right so moving on to i think i have two more stories here um, one of them, another another Blizzard story, is that on top of not giving us any information about Overwatch 2, they're also not paying their employees pretty much anything. Um, so according to a Bloomberg report, the, the pay increases were less than 10%, which is a lot less than what the employees were expecting, considering that especially Blizzard laid off a lot of their workforce fairly recently. So all that work that needs to be done still needed to be done except they just had fewer employees to do it. So they're all hoisting that, um, that, that workload on their backs. And according to uh, some interviews in this report, a lot of these Blizzard employees were having to skip meals so they could pay their rent. Um, and now and the, one, uh, one veteran employee says that they're making less now than they were making a decade ago, um, which is really alarming considering that CEO Bobby Kotick's salary is he's one of the highest paid executives in the media industry. Um, guess how much he made last year? Uh, are, are we talking billions? Are we talking like 1.3 billion or something like no, that? Not billion, not billion. You're talking, uh, talking like millions, like we're in the millions. Million? We're in the millions, but um, it's not, it, it's not Bezos levels high, but it's like okay, for me and you level, that's still ridiculously high. All right, they're probably like, like five hundred million. I'm just gonna go dead middle, half a right. billion. He was at thirty million, so not not all right, not that mind blowing, but still, right. he he made thirty million while the employees of Blizzard can't pay their can't like eat if they want to pay rent. 
Yeah, that that's something. I understand, like, y- you want to make money and you want to sit comfortably, but, like, sometimes you just you have to take care of, like, the people who are actually doing the work now. Um, it. I understand that it's... If you're a CEO, you're like, wow, I, I set up all this. I, sh- I deserve this. Um, but you have to consider that, like, people are relying on this work now, especially now during COVID. Um, it's one of those things that gives us the option to to play, you know? Um, yeah, and, like, especially now in the current climate where people are recognizing that game development is hard and that a lot of game developers are being underpaid and a lot of companies get boycotted because they're not paying their uh, employees a living wage and they're overworking them. Like, this is not a good look for you, Blizzard. You're const- you're consistently at the center of controversy. Yeah, it is one of those things where you you want the the people who make your games to be paid accordingly. Like I I can go into a crazy amount of like personal like dis dislike for you know microtransactions and stuff, but considering how much money they get off of microtransactions should be able to pay for, you know, them at least the creators of some of these things to get money and at least survive you know um the best way how i can describe it i mean the latest valorant skins cost 81 dollars and you get like skins for like five guns like okay let's a lot of people like those skins okay i understand that i like i even i even caved in and bought a 71 dollar skin like package okay like that money could go towards the developers who put in their time and effort to make this kind of stuff. Same thing for like Overwatch. Like I understand there's not a lot of microtransaction stuff that can go on in Overwatch. Um, I mean, unless you're like unboxing a billion boxes, but like you it, battle pass. Uh, <laughs> just the main thing. Like if you did the same thing that Valve and that Riot have been doing and just say, you know what? If you play our game a lot, we'll reward you with exclusive items that come from a battle pass that costs ten dollars right and you'll be like okay ten bucks is not a lot right and especially if i'm going to be playing the game a lot i'm going to be working towards this i'm going to get whatever i want out of it right so it does two things it gives incentive and it also you know pays gives you microtransaction money that you could use to pay for your your employees who have worked on this stuff so i hope that you know we can at least mention it to to employees or at least like give them credit credit is due um i i've known a lot of people who want to be in the game dev industry a lot of the esports players at academy of art are in game development um but it's just a matter of like making sure that they can survive for the work that they do is very important um and honestly i hope that that becomes the case like if they hire people they could survive and they can you know make a living off of what they do um but honestly i i hope that becomes a topic i know um a long time ago not super long ago but um hassan minaj did a whole thing on oh, yeah. um, he did what it was on patriot act he did one on um, fortnite 
and how their employees are like struggling and everything but it really is to the entire gaming industry in general um, i believe though that the there's interest among the blizzard workers right now forming a union so exactly maybe progress so I, is coming yeah hopefully progress is coming but not at the cost of the game itself um i want you know blizzard to treat their employees properly um and you know at least tell us you know what's going on with overwatch 2 if not <laughs> you know you you can probably bet that somebody is going to breach contract uh if they like full-on strike they don't pay and like they just kind of get screwed out of it somebody's just going to be like well overwatch 2 is not happening or like they're going to spill like a billion things about overwatch 2 and we're just going to be like oh, okay yeah that's okay uh i guess but yeah i i just hope that we get the game that they promise us um without destroying their workforce for sure um so the next topic we were going to talk about was the mvp nominees but i feel like we can save that for like the gameplay discussion after we talk about what happened with the uh the countdown cup so what do you think uh i think that's fine as well if you if you want to do it yeah, that let's way do that let's do that okay cool so yeah give give the news people <laughs> some more reason to listen to the gameplay section all right so thanks everybody for tuning into the news section if you want to hear that last story our takeaways on who deserves mvp tune into the uh gameplay section um we'll be back at you next week and we don't get a break after this tournament i guess so it's just right back to the daily grind so um see y'all next week Next week, we look at the matchups leading into the Grand Finals, plus more news from the world of Overwatch. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms, and follow us on all social media at Believe in OWL. Questions or comments? Please send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at Believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.